Hey everybody, welcome to the Scratching the Surface podcast. I am your host, Austin Douglas, owner of Ditch the Itch, Poison Ivy, and Mosquito Control Services, and the Poison Ivy Academy. And today, we are going to be scratching the surface on my startup story, and how I got into Poison Ivy Remediation Services, and and what led me to where I am, and where I want to go. Um, so... If you haven't heard of me or seen me or you're not a client or you haven't seen me on Instagram or you haven't heard me on podcasts I've been on, um, I started in this industry probably 10 years ago and I started working for the only poison ivy remediation company in my state. I'm located in Michigan and it was a, an interesting time in my life because I was going through a major transition. I was doing some things that you know, I probably shouldn't have been doing and, and my life was, you know, going down the wrong path, so to say. And I met the gentleman who was the owner and I started working for him and I really enjoyed what I was doing. And so I stayed with it. And through that, I became a commercial certified pesticide applicator. And eventually I was in my own truck. And I think, uh, after two or three years working there, probably two years, um, I became one of the top sales technicians there. And I could do a very good job selling clients and telling them and getting higher ticket jobs than what most people were doing. Um, it was fun. You know, I, I, uh, during that time I was the, the technician that would go to the West side of the state. And just to give you a reference of what that means, I would drive from, you know, just outside of Flint, Michigan, all the way over to, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Grand Haven, Michigan, Kalamazoo, and everything in between all the way down to like New Buffalo, which is almost Indiana. And that was like a two and a half, three and a half hour drive one way. And I wasn't a fan of staying in hotels. So I'd want to come home every day. So I had like seven hours, five hours of drive time every day. And I'd have to do the work in between and I'd have to come home. And eventually I got pretty sick of that. And I told the owner, it's like, Hey, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. That's a lot of driving. I'm missing opportunity to make money because we were working with commission and I said, bring me back to this side. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a logical thing to do, right? You have a, a high, high sales technician and, and you want him to have as many jobs as possible because that in turn makes more money for the company. So that's what happened. And, you know, it was, it was really interesting when I got into the, to this profession, I didn't realize that I was going to make it, you know, my life's work or my profession or anything like that, but it quickly fit me. And why I say that is because I was working at a commercial nursery and greenhouse for probably seven years. And in that time, I, I also started working at this poison ivy remediation company. And I would work at the greenhouse in the spring and fall and winter. And I'd go work at the poison ivy remediation company in the summer. And there was this good yin yang flow I had. I was planting trees and shrubs. I was pruning them. I was learning a lot about them. And then I would go and I would get rid of noxious plants that would affect people and put people in the hospital. And I really enjoyed that. Um, it was, like I said, it was really good yin yang. You know, you kill stuff and then you grow stuff and you kill stuff. It was fun. Um, but, you know, both jobs, that's what they were. They were jobs. And there wasn't too much of a path for growth. And when I realized that, that's when I decided to go out on my own. And there's some things that happened prior to that. But when I realized that I had to go out on my own, 
you know, where my mind was, was I needed to grow and I had no path to grow. And so I just, I simply, I had to make a decision. I had to make some moves. And so that's how Ditch the Itch was born. And um, just for some reference, you know, when I was working at that other poison ivy remediation company, I would say, hey, why don't we add mosquitoes to this? Because we're already getting rid of something that makes you itch. Why don't we do this? And then that was shot down. And when it was shut down, I was like, well, that's kind of discouraging, right? But it's not a bad idea. And so when I created Ditch the Itch, I created it the way I wanted it, the way I perceived that the company should be ran or, you know, how I would run it. And so we offer poison ivy and mosquito control services. Um, I, I base that on the fact that both of them cause you to itch. People generally don't like either one of them. And poison ivy is more of a, a higher profit money up front right now business model. And mosquitoes is a long-term uh, reoccurring revenue model. And so you have this hybrid of two different models, right? And they mesh well together. Um, plus, the more times you're on a property doing mosquito control services, the more you can look out for your client as far as poison ivy services. So it, re- it really worked out, right? But it's it's a fun business. You know, when I, when I started... I, uh, <laughs> I was told cause I was, I was young. I was probably 20, 22, 21, something like that. When I started, it was, I was young and I was told that, you know, clients are not going to believe that I know what I'm talking about and I have to go out there and prove it to them that I know what I'm talking about. And so I dedicated a lot of time to learning plant identification because when you're this young kid and you're selling these high ticket services, you go to someone's house and they're like, hey, does this guy really know what he's talking about or is he just full of BS? Well, when I would walk onto a property and I'd start rifling off, you know, 20, 30, 50 different plant names in front of the client, they would go, oh, wow. Yeah, this young guy, he knows what he's talking about. And so that's that's one of the reasons why if you ever see me on social media, I really push education and enhancing your professionalism because it just makes sense. It's not going to hurt you. If anything, it's going to make you more valuable. It's going to allow you to charge more for your services and you're going to create more value and provide more value for your clients just because you know more. Um, and it's, it's a benefit, right? It's not going to hurt you to know things, which, you know, at later in life is also why I became a certified artist. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, I had to prove myself as a 20 year old. And then as I was growing, I got more comfortable selling jobs. I got more comfortable bidding jobs. And it just became second nature to me walking on a property, looking at it saying, yep, it's going to take this much and it's this, this price. And because of that confidence, I sold more jobs. I think it just makes sense, but it's, uh, so far it's been a wild ride. You know, I started the business. I created the entity in October of 2019. And then my first year was 2020, which was the year of the pandemic. And I didn't know what the hell was going to go on. I don't think anybody knew. And so what I did in that moment is I was still working at the commercial nursery and I decided that I was going to stay there working part-time. And why I decided to stay there working part-time is because we didn't know what was going on and they were still paying. I was still getting a paycheck. So to me, it was like, well, I'd rather have a steady paycheck and then let's see what happens. And I'll do this on the side. I'll do this after I'll do this on weekends and let's just see what happens. Right? So long story short, 
I realized I had to go full-time because in that year, I was getting so many phone calls while I was working at the nursery. I'm not kidding you. I would be driving a tractor and I'd drive it across the field to drop off some trees so we could go set them up in a field. And I would literally get five to six phone calls in a four minute ride. And I was just blown away. It's like, what is going on? And I couldn't answer them. You know, I was on the clock. I respected the company so much that was, you know, putting food on my table and paying my paycheck and paying my bills that I didn't want to be rude. So I would always just answer those phone calls um, during break or during lunch or after, you know, and then once that, once the eight hour, 10 hour workday was done, then I'd go out and I'd do some poison ivy jobs. And it seemed to be working for a while, but once you realize that you're missing out on the opportunity, you know, you're talking at that time I was charging, I want to say like $435, a a poison ivy treatment as a base. And you're talking about six jobs. I mean, that's, that's like a month's worth of work when I was working at the nursery. And so it hit me. It's like, you're stupid for staying here, man. You need to go into this full time. But I was afraid. And because I was afraid, I didn't want to take the leap of faith. Well, when I finally said, you know what? No, it's going to work out. It will work out. Your phone blew up last year and next year you need to take the plunge. And so that's that's what I did. And so far it's worked out. But uh, here's a funny story. So my very first, my very first poison ivy job that I had my very first client, um, the day I was supposed to go out there and inspect their property, my truck broke down. Like completely is driving home and just died on the side of the road. I had to wait for a tow truck to come get it, move it to my house. It was not nice. And that took a while to fix. And it was like, oh my God, how can my first day be like this? I ended up having to take my wife's uh, 2016 Chevy Cruze down and do the inspection. And when I got there, I think they were looking at me like, you know, what is going on? You know, I thought you were coming to do this. And I explained the situation said, Hey, my truck broke down. I had to come down to my wife's car. My truck will be back up soon and, and I'll be here and we'll take care of it. And I sold them the job. They had a lot of poison Ivy. Um, it was more than our base. I mean, they had a lot and <laughs> it, it worked out. I was surprised. I figured, you know, they see, you know, a younger gentleman coming up in a car, no letters or anything on the car, nothing that they were just going to like, yeah, this guy's not serious. This is a joke, blah, blah, blah. You name it. Right. Well, in time, once they got to know me and I started talking to them using my education that I've learned, you know, they really started to trust me, especially when I pointed out like, you know, the plan of attack that we had to do on their property. And that, that made me feel a little bit better. I was surprised, but it made me feel a little better. They're still my clients to this day. I'll probably be out there this year doing some poison ivy maintenance work. But it was um interesting experience for a first day. And then what that did to me was I had a, at the time I had a 2003, 2004, I think it was 2004, uh, Chevy Silverado. And I was thinking to myself, man, you know, if this thing breaks down like this, how am I ever going to service these clients? How am I going to get there on time? How am I going to have a reliable vehicle? Like I got to have a reliable vehicle. And so literally two days later, I went to a dealer and I purchased a 2018 Chevy Silverado. I said, I'm not going to play around. I'm going to have a reliable vehicle. I'm going to make sure I get to these, these clients and it's going to look nice. It's going to look professional and I'm just going to make it happen. Right. And so I'd never had a car payment in my life and I go get this truck and it's like, all right, 
balls to the wall. Let's go. Got to start paying for this stuff. And it worked out. It was, um, it, it actually worked out even better because now like the branding and the logo, I got a white truck before I had a green truck. Everything looks more cohesive. And I, I've always viewed white trucks as being, you know, a standard for a professional truck. I don't know if it's because that's, that's what I see, but that's, that's how I view them. And so now we have two white trucks in the business, hopefully a third this year, but it was, uh, it was an experience to say the least, you know, entrepreneurship is definitely all about overcoming various experiences and it's how you deal with them. Are you just going to crawl into a hole and cry? Or are you going to, you know, fight back and get over it? But to this day, that white truck still running, still does me good. Ironically, it broke down to like 45,000 miles. I had a water pump go out, which was pretty surprising because at the time it was only two years old. But it was uh, it was good. You know, it's a good experience. Like I said, those clients are still my clients to this day. And I'm very thankful for them that they gave me a chance. But yeah, Poison Ivory Remediation is a very unique service. You probably, if you're listening to this, if you look around, you're going to see hundreds, if not thousands of landscapers. And you're going to see hundreds, if not thousands of people that cut lawns. You're going to see probably quite a few companies that offer weed control and fertilization services or plant healthcare services. You're going to see a million and one tree guys because every, every person that owns a chainsaw becomes a tree guy. But you're probably never going to see someone around you offering poison ivy remediation services. And why is that? Well, it's, it's a service that no one wants to do. Most landscapers, most lawn care companies, most tree companies, they turn the work away or they just don't care and they just fight through it anyway and get a poison ivy rash, which, hey, that's okay. But, you know, you could be charging top dollar to get rid of it. Um, yeah, it's a service that was needed and nobody knew that they needed it. Or people knew that they needed it, but there was no one willing to do it. And so when you have that dynamic, when you become the person that does it, you fill this market gap. And you fill this hole and all of a sudden you get all this traffic to you because you're the person that offers it. It's really, really wild, to be honest. You know, it's such a niche thing. It's what you do, right? But it requires an extensive amount of knowledge. I mean, you have to know plants like the back of your hand. I can't tell you how many plants I know or how many plants have even like forgotten that I knew. But it's a lot. You need to know. I would say at a minimum, a hundred plants and not just know, like confidently know them. Yes, that's this. Yes, that's this. Because when you're walking through the woods and you're, you're spraying poison ivy with an herbicide, you need to know what you're treating, why you're treating it and what not to treat. And also knowing other plants is going to help you identify poison ivy correctly. So it's just, it's one of those things where it, it requires a lot of discipline and a lot of knowledge that most people aren't willing to go through, I think. You know, as far as the knowledge base, we talked earlier about how I became a certified arborist. How I became a certified arborist was because of my experience working at the commercial nursery. That was enough experience for me to apply to the International Society of Arboriculture, and they approved the application because of that experience. So I use that to then get another credential that shows what I know. And when I went to go learn 
to get that credential, I learned how much stuff I didn't know because I'm not really a tree guy, even though we're starting to get into plant healthcare services this year, but I'm, I've never climbed a tree. You know, I've cut trees down with chainsaws. I've pruned trees, especially at the nursery. We did hand pruning with, with Felco pruners all the time. Um, but never climbed a tree, never rigged down branches or, or chunks or anything, anything like that. Never installed lightning protection systems. I've never installed um, cabling. I've never done a lot of that stuff, but I had to learn it in order to acquire the credential. And because I've learned that, now I know a little bit more and I create a little bit more value to my clients, which again, you want to be the guy that people call and say, nope, this is the guy. He knows you want to call him. You know, just, uh, just last week, I had a client call me. They wanted a, a consultation on what trees to plant in their property. They're going to rip out some crab apples because they're suffering with apple scab and they don't want to deal with the the treatments and they don't want to, they just don't want to deal with that stuff. So they're trying to replace them and they're like, well, what do we replace them with? And so they thought of me, they said, we need to call Austin, have Austin come out and he'll tell us, he'll give us some ideas. And that was amazing, right? It's like, well, Hey, thanks for thinking of me. You know, I hope I can create some value and give you some good options, but it's because I come at this when I go to my client's properties with education first, I am there to educate you with anything and everything that I see. And then after the education, I'll offer some solutions and then we can go from there. But I want to I want you as a client to walk away going, "Wow, that guy is a book of knowledge. We trust him. He knows his shit and we would recommend him to anyone because of what he knows and what he taught us." And then they're going to probably tell their friends like, "You just you can't believe the guy that we just had at our house. That guy knew so much, Bob. I mean, you go on and on and on. And that's, that's a good feeling that creates the word of mouth. You provide value. Like I'm going to push value too, because values, you know, you're selling value. There's value in what you do, whatever it is, whether it be mowing lawns or installing mulch, or if you're doing plant healthcare services, whatever, there's value in what you do. And so we need to be aware of that and try and provide more value to our clients. And I just sit here and I think about, you know, how much more can I learn and how much more value can I provide? And I, I don't know the answer to that because I think in this journey of life, you never stop learning. Some people do. Some people just are content and they don't want to learn anymore. And they just are robots in factories and they do the same thing over and over and over. Other people are so hungry for knowledge that they just can't get enough of it. And I fall into that group. I want to know as much as I possibly can because it makes you, I don't want to say dangerous, but it, it makes you, I don't even know the word. It makes you valuable, but that's not the right word I'm looking for. Either. Maybe you know the word I'm, I'm thinking of, but it, it makes you something special in the world, especially when you're dealing with your clients and your clientele. And when you're dealing with your competition, if you have more knowledge than your competition does, it should be a little bit easier for you to sell your services in comparison to them, right? Unless a client's just cheap. And if they're just cheap, well, they're going to go with the cheap guy anyway, and you probably didn't want them as a client. But it's, it's a differentiator. I think that's the word I was looking for. It differentiates you so much when you have more knowledge. And I love it. Um, 
what was it? it was last week i think it was i was listening to a podcast uh the fullerton unfiltered podcast with brian fullerton and he had bob weaver on and bob weaver was talking about professionalism and learning plants learning installs learning what plants go where and why i mean the depth of what we do in the green industry is staggering and the fact is is that we are all on the same team whether you're an irrigation specialist whether you install mulch or install trees or install shrubs whether you're doing lawn applications whether you're mowing the grass we're all on the same team trying to make our clients properties as beautiful as possible and if there's one little hiccup in the whole machine that is all of us on the team, then things start to fail. And I can relate that to, to trees more than I can poison ivy, to be honest. Um, you know, again, that's the arborist education that I got. You know, it's amazing if, if, you know, XYZ landscape company installs new trees and new shrubs, and then there's an irrigation company that comes out and they install a new irrigation system and it's not tuned correctly. It can kill those trees and shrubs, whether it be too much water or not enough water. And it will almost make the landscape company look bad because of their uh, th- their trees and shrubs died, their new install died. But was it really them? You know, no, it's, it's a team effort. And so I would encourage all of you out there to start making connections with other people that coincide with you, what you do. Because if you know an irrigation guy, if you know a landscaper, if you know a lawn mowing service, if you know an arborist, if you know a patio paver installer, and you guys become this team to where you're constantly referring one another or reaching out to them saying, hey, this is going on, we need to adjust this, whatnot, you guys are going to be unstoppable as a team. You know, I think this is truly a team sport. You know, I... I view my competitor as a colleague. They view me as a competitor. But I've referred work to them a lot. And you might ask why. It's like, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I got a bad vibe from the client on the phone. Or maybe, um, you know, it was just a better fit for them in their service area. So I refer them all the time for jobs that I just don't want to do or they're too far out of my way. It's like, no, hey, go to them. They'll take care of you. And I hope they do. That's why I'm referring them, right? Same thing. If you guys are doing lawn maintenance and you're, and you're getting calls for certain areas, meet the guy who actually does the lawn maintenance in that area and be like, hey, man, I get all these calls. Can I refer them to you? Can you take care of them? Do you have enough manpower to service them? And if he says, yeah, bring them on, man. Awesome. Because guess what? If he gets calls in your service area, he's going to refer them to you. And there's this awesome cycle of all of us working together, right? I know that was a little rant. I wasn't talking really about poison ivy remediation specifically, but that is something that I think we need to we need to have more of in this industry is teamwork and realizing that we're on the same team. And we can all benefit one another and benefit from one another with our expertise and our knowledge and our professionalism. Um and your clients, your clients are going to appreciate that more too because you walk up to them and say, "Hey, I do this. I know you have some issues over here. I have these guys that you can contact." Um, they're really trustworthy. I always recommend them and boom, you just got them in the door because you, you made a professional recommendation for them. You know, that's, that goes beyond what you do and you're providing additional value for your clients, which that's awesome, right? 
Again, it goes back to value. If you can provide more value to your client than your competition or competitor, more than likely you're going to get that job. And I try and do that in my business. I try and provide more value to my clients than my colleague or competitor, however you want to word it. You know, I became a certified arborist. So now they know I know what I'm talking about when I talk about their trees and shrubs. Whereas before, when I wasn't a certified arborist, I would make recommendations or I'd point out things with trees and shrubs. And I would say, hey, you have this going on. I would recommend doing this. We can do that for you if you want. And the client would look at me and just say, hey, you know, you're the poison ivy guy. You're a mosquito guy. What do you know about trees? And then I have to go into my whole spiel. I've worked in a nursery. I've done plants, planting and potting and thousands of trees and shrubs and blah, blah, blah. And it still didn't sell them because they didn't believe that I knew what I was talking about, you know? And if they didn't, I'd say, hey, you don't believe me? Contact an arborist. They'll come out here and probably tell you the exact same thing, right? Again referring it out, providing value. Hey, this is what I see. But if you don't believe me, here's an, another professional recommendation. Contact them. They'll probably tell you the exact same thing I'm seeing. Value for the client. Value for the person I'm recommending. Value for me because it validates me when they go out there and they say, yep, Austin was right. But now, because I'm a certified arborist, it, I have a credential that says that I know what I'm talking about. And so in that aspect, it's going to be a little bit easier for me to communicate with clients and sell work because they know that I know what I'm talking about. And so I would encourage any and all of you out there, look into certifications or qualifications in your field of work, whether you're an irrigation specialist, a lawn care applicator specialist, a tree plant healthcare specialist, if you're in paver patios, like I know there's credentials and qualifications out there that you can get. And there's a reason for them because they're industry standard credentials. If you get those, you set yourself apart from your competition. And you should charge accordingly based on that. It, right? I mean, it just makes sense. If you've gone through the process to become qualified, to go to classes, if you have to get continuing education credits, that all costs money. And you should be compensated for that because you've taken the additional steps to go for that, to go through that, to acquire that knowledge. And now you have the knowledge and now you can capitalize on it, so to say. And I just want to push professionalism as much as I can because we need more of that in this industry. It's one thing to run a business. It's another thing to be a professional in the business. And there's going to be some of you out there that, you know, Your goal is to start a business and to be a stage five business, completely hands off. The business runs by itself and you just collect a check. And hey, power to you. That's awesome. I hope to one day be that way. But I also have to be the leader in my business in a relatively new, untouched market and field and profession and lead the way and start it. And so one day I'll get there. But right now I want to be as professional as I possibly can be. So that way we can differentiate ourselves. So that way we can you know, have clients trust us, build a reputable brand, say, yes, those guys are qualified, they're certified, they know what they're talking about, go with them. You know, it's only going to help you. So on that note, I think I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It's been about almost a half hour, I think. And I I appreciate all of you out there listening. Um, If you have any desire to learn what it takes to start a poison ivy remediation company, um, I'm creating a course. I have a course. 
It's called the Crash Course. Um, if you go to www.poisonivy-academy.com forward slash crash course, you will pop right up to it. Um, or, you know, if you want, if you want it like a little snapshot of what's in it, a little webinar, um, I'll put a link down in this description below. You can check that out. Or if you just want to know what Poison Ivy looks like, you know, if you want a presentation, maybe you're not sure what it looks like and you want to keep yourself safe, your guys safe, your family safe. Um, I'll put a link down below in that as well. But that is poisonivy-academy.com forward slash opt dash in. And I've created a free presentation. Um, yeah, I'm actually, in case you're listening to this, I'm actually doing a live webinar, a live Poison Ivy identification webinar, uh, March 22nd at 7.30 p.m. I think that's a Thursday. And I'll put the link down below for that as well. I got a lot going on as far as links and different links and what's going on, but it's exciting. You know, I want to, I want to create as much value as possible for as many people as possible, right? That's the goal of serving and having a servant's heart and a servant's mind. You want to serve as many people as you possibly can in this world, because when you can serve as many people in this world as you possibly can, typically value comes out of that. You know, value, monetary value, fulfillment within you. I mean, there's there's a lot that comes in with that. So I wish you guys well. I hope you have a great day. Hope you crush it. Go out there and stay itch free. Take care and God bless.